my footsteps, that my feet may not slip. And because of that, I know that according to Psalms 23, I can speak back to the enemy and say, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no Good afternoon. Good day. This is Bernice. I hope you are having a marvelous day, a miraculous month of May. May is the month of freedom. And I'm going to talk about it, what God is showing, what God is sharing concerning that month, which is the month of freedom, complete, definite, whole freedom. And freedom, not just, you know, spiritual freedom, uh, freedom from demons, freedom from generational curses and all of that, but health freedom, um, you know, healing, um, financial freedom, marriage freedom, whatever it is that you need freedom from strongholds, from things that has just been a weight, because the Bible says that God says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So whatever that is uh, a burdensome to you that is not of God, he wants to bring freedom to it, just as he brought freedom to Peter, who was in prison. He did not, you know, put himself there. He was not supposed to be in prison. Many of you, some of you, the, the prisons that you've been put in, and it's not, you know, physical, actual prison, but it could be financial prison. It could be some, you know, false accusations because in this season, the, the enemy is busy with false accusations and labels and all of that. Um, and so just as the Lord sent an angel of God to come and remove the shackles off of Peter's hands and open the gates for Peter to leave, the same God wants to do is give you complete freedom. Um, and Peter thought he was in a trance, but it was really happening. And that's how God is going to do it. He's going to do it in, in such a way that you know it is him. You would say, God did it. And also, 
just as we see with the woman with the issue of blood, right? In the in the Bible where she touched the hem of, of Jesus' garment and she was made whole. Many of you, there are things that you've been carrying for many years and God is coming to bring freedom from that. And it's going to be instant and quick as long as you yield. Because the woman touching Jesus' um, you know, garment, basically was her yielding. She waited for him. And there's a posture of waiting, and then, and then there's a posture of yielding. Because the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord what shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not be weary, right? And so God is waiting for you as you wait for him. Um, and then we see even in the word of God, many times Jesus met the woman at the well. She was there waiting as well. She didn't know she was waiting, but you know, God knew she was there. Jesus knew she was there. She, many of you are going to be uh, going to your normal places. And, and, and in that place, you, you could be waiting on something. You don't know. But in the realm of the spirit, there is a, a, uh, a time and a rhema season that God has already predestined in your book in your book where he has it that when you go to this specific place this is what's going to happen you're going to encounter your blessing right and so this is a season where jesus christ is coming to many of you this is a season where the lord himself is coming to many of you and this is a season of may that angels of the lord has been released for your complete infinite finite freedom Okay, wherever it is that you know you need freedom from, do not be shy about it because May is freedom. Let me tell you, if you need freedom from anything, you don't have to go and blast it on social media. This is my sin. This is my issue. This is what I'm struggling with or this is what I want God to, to help me with. This is between you and the Lord. This is between you. It's, it's heaven meeting earth and you are the earth that heaven wants to meet in this May of in this month of May, okay, Peter was there in prison. It was him and the angel that came. The woman at the well did not have anybody around uh, her. It was just her and Jesus. And at the time that came, uh, the, the disciples came and saw what, what was happening there. And even the woman with the issue of blood, yeah, she was surrounded by a lot of people. But sometimes when you have issues, when you have bondages, when you have things that are weighing you down for many years, you feel alone. You feel like you're in a room, but there's so many people, but you're alone in that room. And that moment was her alone time with Jesus because nobody else had the revelation and the discernment to even think to, to touch the hem of Jesus's garment to be made well. So that moment, even though he was surrounded by so many people, there was a deeper level of intimacy, the deeper level of encounter, the deeper level of communication that she went in that nobody else was able to go. Because when she touched the hem of his garment, what did he say? He said, what? I feel like virtue has left me. And that is true. When you are walking in anointing that God has given you, there are people that you release healing to and you will feel virtue leave you to them because healing is 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 from the Lord and, and it's part of the, 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 the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so when you release healing, you will feel it. There are times where somebody might touch you. That's why it's important for not... You, you can let just everybody touch you, okay? Because sometimes they could pull from you, okay? And that's a whole nother teaching. But... The woman there encountered Jesus on another level, just as we see with, with the disciples, right? The disciples, Peter, James, John, his close ones, the one that went to the mountain to see him transform. 
they had a different encounter, intimacy with him than the other disciples that did not have the privilege to see Jesus in that manner. Because not everybody can really um, understand and comprehend and even value and honor the trueness and the complete you. So what does that mean? Is that when you become free, when you become whole in this May of month, in this month of May, you have to realize that nobody is important enough to pull you back to where you used to be. You got to, if you if you're around somebody and you start having triggers and you start having thoughts of your old self, okay? Because after month is after the May of month is done, you're gonna step into June, July, August, and all of that. You have to remember that when you get your freedom, anybody that tried to trigger, just as somebody who might have alcoholism issues, right? They get free from alcoholism. Thank you, Jesus, for deliverance and healing for that person. You don't want to go around people who are always drinking or always smoking or always entertaining that or even trying to feed you or trying to see if you still have that spirit in you. Those are not your people. Those are people that have, the enemy is using as Delilah to try and pull you back into your old self and you have to cut them off. You have to take the next step. You have to leave them behind because your freedom in this May of in this month of May is going to be so vital and it's going to be so intense and great, such a great gift that God is going to give you that you cannot backslide and go back into your bondage. So when you are seeking God to help you be delivered or be uh, completely free from something, and I, like I said, it could be anything, anything, maybe it might be somebody in your family, it could be anything that you think, and Holy Spirit will bring it into your remembrance what you need freedom from. Even if you don't know it, he will, he will, he will bring it, okay? And so when you go through that, you have to remember, this is a new you. You have become new, Okay? No more entertaining the things that has left you. So month of May, work with God, wait on God, tune in, yield, and let him deliver you. And when he does, you cannot entertain people, things, places, situations, events, whatever that could pull you back into that place because you worked hard with the Lord to come into that place of receiving virtue from the healer who is Jehovah Rapha. All right, so thank you for tuning into Devoted with Bernice. Um, I wanted to touch on something that God has been talking to me about. Uh, he's been giving me a little bit of it, you know, a little bit of impress- impressions of it. And one of it is... Um, there's this already. I already talked about how there's a spirit of Delilah going around with leaders and ministers who I want to try and see if somebody has a spirit and they're using the, 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 the Delilah method. Oh, let me see. Let me let me cut this or let me let me do this. You know, Delilah went and asked you know uh, Samson, hey, hey, what what gives you your strength? And Samson didn't want to tell her, but he would give her little you know lies basically, and. This is a two-point thing. When somebody comes trying to see your weakness, that is not your people. Because if somebody comes trying to see what can weaken you, what, what is your issue, that's not the person that you want in your life. 
Now, if they come wanting to see what the, your issue is, and if they truly want to set you free, they will ask the Lord to reveal it. And actually, God himself will, will reveal it to them, and they will come and pray for you. They will not try and, and feed that issue or try and, and see if, that's, if that issue is still there, okay, by doing things in the flesh, all right? So that's what people have been doing, and I've, I've seen it around. I really see how people behave, trying to see if somebody has a spirit or somebody has an issue by putting little scenarios together. And that's not how God did deliverance. That's not how God interacted with people that might possibly have a spirit or have an issue. He prayed. He said, what? These things do not come out unless by what? fasting and prayer. So what you need to do, just like Jesus told the disciples, you need to fast and pray. Because when you stand, if you if you truly walk in authority, if you truly walk in the gift of the Spirit and walk in anointing, because it is the anointing that breaks the yoke, right? So if you truly walk in it, when you step around somebody, you will know your issue. God will tell them if you walk in deliverance, true deliverance, not these Jezebelic Delilah deliverance or whatever it is that the sons of Sceva deliverance. But if you truly walk in deliverance, God will tell you, or he will, he knows how to speak directly to his children to help his children the reason why god has not revealed it to you is because your heart is not right because he knows that you have a delilah spirit and you want to keep keep on weakening this person you want to pluck their eyes out you want to cause them to be bound so that they cannot step into their grace of what God has called them to do, their, their, their apostolic mandate or their, their, their uh, evangelical mandate or their prophetic mandate or their teaching mandate or their pastoral mandate. Whatever it is that God has called them to do, you don't want to see because you want to dismantle them in your weakness. But it is a time that God is sending judgment to those that are doing that. So if you're doing that, be careful. Do not intentionally go around somebody that you might think has an issue and try to feed that issue. Because what you do is you step into the alignment of the devil and you will be devoured. Not the person, but you will be devoured. And so that's the warning from the Lord to many of you that are in certain positions uh you cannot put your your hands and your mind and your things on a child of god and think that you or even your mouth on a child of god and think that you are going to walk away free and walk away without being judged by god all right the third thing that god want to talk about is this that there's this spirit of copying that's going on, and God hates it. It is just a insult to God to copy one another. The Bible says that God does not um, do anything without first word, revealing it to his prophet. So if you're a prophet, he will reveal it to you. There are things that God has not revealed to me, and it's okay because he knows I can't handle it, or I don't need to know. And he will reveal it to somebody else, okay? And there are things that God has revealed to me that he knows that I need to know, that I can handle, that somebody else cannot. We know in part, and we prophesy in part, just like the same with the different offices of the fivefold ministry every single person has a mandate has a blueprint has a purpose has a overseer anointing a pioneer anointing that god has given you and only you and your mental suit it your mental 
has scars and battles and tests and trials and, and tears and, and, and even generational blessings that only you can be able to walk through that mantle. Now, think about it. Catherine Kuhlman was the only one that could have been able to be Catherine Kuhlman. Nobody else could be her. If people try to be her, if people try to be her, they would be doing God a disservice. Why? Because her mandate was at that specific moment to be that person that God called. Is there Kathy Cummins in this season? Yes, because she has passed the baton to the other lady. She was a pioneer. She was a woman who was a trailblazer, and she was, and that was her assignment. If somebody with an eyes of jealousy or competition or fear in their heart, like, oh, she has an anointing, so if she step into her position, she will be greater than I. That is, that is a saw mentality, okay? And God is against that. And so the copying that is happening, God is against it. One, I'll, I'll share my own personal um, thing that God was, you know, talking to me about this morning, uh, why he hates copying. Because what it does is it dilutes your assignment. It, 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 it crumbles it. You literally put your assignment aside and you try to take care of somebody else's assignment. You don't have the same uh, DNA as that assignment. It's like, think about this. When you have a baby, if a mother has a baby and they put their own baby aside and try to take care of another person's baby, um, they will not have the same love that they would as if if they actually carried that baby and birthed off that baby themselves. If, they, if God actually put that seed in them because children come from God, right? So because the, the child was not given to them, they don't have that same intimacy, that same bond. Because when a child is in, in the belly of a mother, they, 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 they share DNA. They share a lot of things. They share emotions. They share a lot of things. When the child comes out, even if the child, you know, um, has the same, uh, has like a twin mother and the, and the mother is identical, the child can identify the mother because there's a bond that has happened. And what many of you are doing is that you are putting aside your baby that God has given you and you're trying to take care of somebody else's baby. The word of God says that, and I'm paraphrasing that, how are you going to take care of the church when your own home is perishing, when you cannot take care of your own home, right? And so what is happening is that many people, and, I, and what I'm seeing is it's, 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 it's a soft spirit in them. When they see the up-and-coming um, people that God has called to go to the nations, the mountains, to make influences, to do, to pioneer, what, what, when they see that, oh, that person is going to be great, what they do is that they see that oh you're, you're you're sharing ideas and you could you could potentially say oh hey you know come on and help me with this or oh hey this this is my blueprint or this is my idea that God has given me to do what they do is they take it and they run away with it and they try to do it and what God wanted me to share was a time where I was at a specific church and I remember that God impregnated me with my my my, my uh, ministry that I was doing basically he, he literally wrote like gave gave me a download of what to do uh, with that blueprint of being the person that hosts um, paint night. And my paint night was very prophetic. It was not like, you know, wine. We, we don't drink no wine. It was not none of that. It was very Holy Spirit glory. It was just a time, and it is, it is a time of glory and just being prophetic with God and letting the Lord use each and every person. And it was a little different event that we do. And so what, what I did was I, I started it. I, I put the flyer out. 
the moment I put the flyer out, okay, and I did my first, I believe I did my first one, yeah, and it was, it blew up, like, people came, it was amazing, and it still is, and what, what happened is that the hand of God was on it, because he instructed, instructed me to do it, I didn't come up with it, no way, no where I came up with that, God himself instructed me to do it, and so what happened was, I literally finished it, you know, I invited the people to come. None of them came from the church. None of them wanted to come. All of a sudden, nobody wanted to talk to me because I was stepping in my purpose. I was doing what, I was obeying God. Um, and it was a spirit of jealousy, okay, that came upon them. And, you know, I don't, I don't hold them to anything because you have to look at the spirit, not the person, right? And so I just, you know, did my thing. The next week, they have a flyer out with the same event that I did, but for the church. And so I was like, wow, okay, you definitely copying my event just as I had it. And the Lord told me, Bernice, don't say anything. Don't do anything. Do not go. Just be quiet and let me fight this battle for you. And so even at that time, you know, God, God was like, don't go over there and be like, oh, okay, so you guys didn't want to collaborate with me. You guys didn't want to, you know, come in and, and, and support me, but you want to do your own thing. Uh, and so I didn't do any of that. I didn't go there and say any of that. And so I, I wasn't able to go because I had a, a work event that I had to do. When the pictures were shown, like a handful of people came to the event. And this was God showing them hey, you have a motive that is wrong. You're trying to copy the assignment that I've given to this woman out of jealousy because you saw that her, 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 her uh, ministry event, her business for that thing that I called her to do blew up and became really great because my hand wasn't on it. And I wanted you all to help her because she has served this house, but you don't want to do that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm not going to bless it. And actually, that was the first and last time they ever did that. They wasted thousands of dollars of the church to go and get somebody to come and perform, to order all these food, you know, lights and camera and action. All of those was wasted. That could be something that they could have used it to, you know, bless a charity home or bless, you know, a, a missions place or even bless the homeless people in that city. But because of, and what the Lord is telling me is witchcraft, because of the hot posture that they had of envy and jealousy and competition and the soft spirit, they wasted time, money, sleepless night to put this whole event together and get a few people that came. And they didn't do it again. And that was the end of it. So God did not bless it. And that is showing you that God does not bless what you copy. He doesn't. If you copy from somebody, you don't have the things that they had to endure to have that. Okay? You don't have the DNA in the realm of the spirit to do that. Goliath was assigned to David. Goliath was not assigned to David's brothers. David's brothers tried to deter David, like, what are you doing here? But David knew what he's been through with God in the, in the, when he was taking care of the sheep. And so he knew how to fight bears and lions and tigers. He knew he has been prepared for it. Many of you, you haven't prepared for it, but you don't even know that you have until you step into it. And the thing that God has called you to do starts to unfold. Do not be uh, you know, scared or 
you know, think that it's too big. It's not big. It's not too big because it is God that's going to do it. Okay. And do not look around and be worried that somebody is taking your idea. Because guess what? If the hand of God is not on it, it's not going to prosper. Just as it happened to me. I saw it with my own eyes. They did not do it again because they realized God's hand was on what he told me to do and not on what they tried to copy from me. Okay. And one last thing is this that God wanted to me God, God wanted me to share concerning the same issue. The last thing is this. There was a, a uh, and some of you might be in the category that I first shared, the example that I first shared. And some of you might be in this category where um God gave me a um a blueprint for a certain conference, a certain event that he want he wants me to do. And you know, I prayed about it. I fasted about it because I don't just step and just start doing it. You know, you have to have a a a pastor and a, an apostolic mindset to be able to put together a blueprint that God has given you and run with it. Right, write the vision down, make it plain. Making it plain is saying, okay, God, what do I need to do here, 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 here? What do I what do I need to put in place? What do I need to remove? Who do I need? You know, all of that. I remember I was praying like, who do I need to do this? Because I like to, you know, be in 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 alignment with other people when i'm doing something i want to make sure that they have the, the heart posture the mindset uh to be able and even the anointing to be able to do what god is calling me to do to help me do it right and so i was praying about it I was like god who do i pick who can help me do this so i can work with them and um you know i in my in my heart god wanted me to pick a certain leader at a, uh, a certain church that i, I was at and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to call her and talk to her about, her about it. And so I called her and we talked about it, about the blueprint. And I gave her little pieces of it. This is wisdom for somebody. When God gives you a blueprint, do not give the whole blueprint to somebody. I don't care who it is. Do not give them pieces of it. Because when you give them pieces of it and you step back and watch how they respond if they copy you, if they try and implement what you you spoke or what you shared with them, even what you posted on your, your, your Facebook or wherever, then you know this person I cannot trust. Because if I give them this blueprint the whole entirety, they're going to try and merge it into their own thing. And yeah, it's not going to be successful for them, but they're going to literally... Um, steal your idea and try to say that they're the ones who started it okay because there are people who would do that especially leaders and so what happened was that you know i talked to her and i i, I gave her little pieces of it and i told her about it and she was like yeah let's do it i'm like great i made the flyer i put her on it and then uh i i didn't feel peace afterwards i was like why am i feeling this resistant in the room of the spirit i feel this like pulling like this thing that it's this it's uncomfortable what are you saying lord and so the lord told me hold off on this do not do it hold off on it and i'm like okay so i told her hey you know let's reschedule for another time because i feel like the lord is telling me to hold off on it right now and she didn't like that and so what, what did she do she took the ideas that god gave me and told me to hold off and literally, she tried to implement it. She started a whole team of women. She started a whole podcast. She started a whole um, advertisement of it. 
email blasting people. Like she took the blueprint that I gave her, part of the blueprint that I gave her, and she tried to run with it. And I saw it on you know social media, and I was like, oh my gosh, what the same age group that I wanted to target, she had it on her flyers. She literally tried to run with it. And the thing is that it wasn't time for me to run with it. It wasn't time for me to do it yet. And it wasn't time for that thing to be established yet. But she wanted to take the idea that God gave me and do it. What happened to it? Nothing happened to it. She was left with the podcast that she started to do with this. And even the podcast, you know, she's not done much with it. Um, what is this saying? This is saying that you got to be careful who come around you to help you do something that God is calling you to do. Because not everybody really want to see you win. They want to take your your anointing. They want to take your ideas. They want to take what it is that makes you you and try to craft it into them. But the thing is that when you do that, what happens is that they're trying to be like Joseph's brothers. They're trying to strip off his coat because they say, you know, here comes a dreamer. I'm trying to take this coat from him. And many of you, that's what people are trying to do, even leaders, okay? Your peers, they will try to take your coat from you. But guess what? When they take that coat, God has another coat for you. Because that coat that Joseph had was not in the, in the flesh. It was in the realm of the spirit. It was already in the heart of, the, of, of his father, okay? And Joseph's story is like the story of Jesus and the Pharisees, right? The Pharisees were alive, like Joseph's brothers, and Jesus is like Joseph, right? And so they try to take, you know, destroy his coat. And what is his coat? His character, who he is, how people see him. They try to destroy, oh, he, he cast out demons by Beelzebub on all of that. But that was not true. They try to assassinate, that's what God is saying, assassinate his name, you know, and, and remove his name from, from the earth. But they could not do that because God always had another plan, always had another place that Jesus could go to and minister to people. He moved from city to city, right? So just as the word of God says that, you know, as a prophet, if you go to a place and, it, and they, don't, they don't receive you, take off your sandals and shake the dust off your feet and go, because that place is going to be judged worse than Sodom and Gomorrah, right? And so Jesus knew your heart and that sometimes he did not what connect himself with them. And so that's what I learned. I learned a valuable lesson there. God literally used that experience to teach me never to copy anybody. One, two, to be careful the company that I bring around me to help me pull and, and, and do and, and align and, and, and birth out what he's given me. Because some of them come with an agenda, with a heart posture of trying to take, trying to steal, Try to, you know, distort, trying to basically take what belongs to me, what God has given me. And the reason why it did not work for her is because she's not gone through the battles that I've gone through. And there are things that God has called her to do, you know, that I cannot do. Why? Because she has gone through her own battles to be able to do that, right? So the thing is that you have to realize that Goliath was assigned to David because there are demons that are assigned to mentals. There are demons that are assigned to offices. There are demons that are assigned to blueprint. And if you're not equipped to fight those demons, when they come, they will 
overtake you and they will enter you, okay? When you try to dilute somebody's idea and try to make it your, make it your own, because that's what you do. You dilute it. It's, it's diluted water. It, it's diluted, you know, Kool-Aid, basically. It's not the actual Kool-Aid. It's diluted. Because the moment you try to take somebody's idea or to somebody's blueprint or, or copy, what you do is you dilute it with yourself. You, you, you dilute it because you're not seeing it how God gave it to the person. You're not feeling it how God gave it to the person. You're not discerning it. You're not really um, having a burden for it like how God gave it. You just have it in, in your mind that, oh, this is going to take me far. Or people are going to come. Or people are going to, you know, be happy that I'm doing this. Or, you know, um, this is going to be big because it's the idea that God gave for that person. And every idea that God gives that person, it's huge. So I'm going to do it and it's going to be big. And what you do is that you put the idea as God and you put God aside. Because you look into the idea to help you be big, to help your ministry take off or to help you be able to do what God is calling you to do. But the thing is that God is not in it. It is the idea that's in it. And you have a Saul mentality because it says, well, Saul killed this amount of people and David killed this amount of people. And there was envy and hatred in the heart of Saul. And that's what's coming in the leadership and in people in ministry do not let this saw mentality and my, 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 I feel fire because that's what God is saying right now. Do not let this saw mentality come in and try to copy or try to assassinate somebody who's coming, a, a David who's coming because David was never assassinated. God's hand was off of Saul. God's hand was off of Saul, okay? Because his time was done. But the thing is that David still ministered to Saul. David still played for Saul. David still served him. Okay, so there are three parts to this. Do not steal somebody's blueprint. Because God is going to collapse your, your, whole, your whole agenda, your whole ministry. Okay, trust me, I've seen it happen. I have seen it with my own eyes. I have seen it with my own eyes. And other people have seen it too. I have seen it. It is not good. Three, I mean two, be careful who you share your blueprint with. Because even though they're copying you and doing it, when they try to run with it, they're going to tell people that they're the ones who started it when you start to do it. They, try, they will try to assassinate your name, your character. But you know what? It's going to just be people talking for a season, and it's going to die off. Don't worry about it, because the whole thing is going to collapse down anyways. Like people building the Tower of Babel, God did not call them to do that. And the whole Babel uh, Tower fell, and God confused your language. That's what's going to happen. Is your, your, your language is going to, you're going to be confused, because you didn't, this is not God. The third is... You gotta serve whoever it is. If it's still, if it's your church that's doing that, serve it. Serve the church. Continue to be faithful. If it's a leader, continue to be faithful and serve. Okay. If God is telling you to still connect with that person, still connect with that person. If not, then ask God to bring the right person that is gonna help you and feed you the right things that are gonna build your spirit up, uh, and not be a Delilah, but actually be somebody that God has called to be a Jesus. You know, to raise up true disciples and see them be set free, right? And um, 
help you birth out. Help you birth out what God has called you to birth out. Okay? And not try to distort it or destroy it or try to run away and copy it and do it. You don't need a leader like that. You don't need somebody appear like that. You don't need that in your life. You don't. So that's, those are the things that God was talking to me this morning about. And I, I was like, what do you mean? And then he started to bring these examples that I have truly experienced for myself. And I was like, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So if you're somebody in this position where you're a copy, a leader, a peer, whoever you are, okay, a, a, a ministry leader, a uh, somebody sitting under somebody, leadership, whatever you are, God says, do not copy because what's going to happen is that you're going to try and build a tower of Babel and he's going to collapse it and confuse you in your assignment. And um, you're going to just waste your time because they wasted your time and resources, literally, uh, when they were trying to build a tower of Babel that God did not call them to build. Um, and also what's going to happen is that your your assignment will be destroyed. Your assignment will not be able to be uh, flourishing like it should, right? So take time, sit quiet, and wait on God and ask Him, what do you want me to build? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to pioneer? What is my blueprint? What do you want me to do? And if you have copied somebody, copying prophetic words, copying things that people are saying, if you have done it, Repent, stop it, and go straight to the Lord and ask Him what He wants you, 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 you to do. Because, like I told you, if you copy, trust me, I have seen this many times. Your whole ministry, your whole thing is going to be crumbled. It's going, you, you might think it's flourishing for a season, but it's human, human that's doing it. It's human effort. And at a certain time, you'll be burnt out. You'll be the one pushing it, telling people to come. You know, you'll be the one to, like, work an extra, trying to publicize it, trying to, you're paying all this money to try and tell people, you know, to come trying to do advertisement. You don't got to do that when God is your PR. You don't got to do that when God is with you, doing it for you, Right? Like, my first uh, paint event, I invited one person, and that person invited her whole ministry to come. I didn't tell her to invite her whole ministry. God told her to do that, okay? So I didn't, because I didn't, it wasn't something that I, it, it's, not some, it's not something that I wanted to do. It was something that God gave me to do. So he knew how to bring the people. He knew how to bring the resources. He knew how to do what he needed to do. I just needed to walk in obedience and do it. And if he tells me to wait, then I, have to, I wait. If he tells me to go, then I go. Okay? So that's the word of the Lord to people. A warning to people. Do not copy. Because you're going to build a tower of Babel. And it's going to collapse. And you're going to be confused within your team, within your ministry. Because you did not obey the blueprint that God gave you. 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 Because there are people who will copy what you are doing and what you are saying. And then basically what they do is they make it their own. And they go stand in front of people and say it or do it. And God is watching. He's watching it all. 
and he's not pleased. If, if, if somebody is doing something and you like it, you collaborate with that person. Like, hey, come, you know, or, or, you know, put them on your event or whatever it is that you're doing. If somebody's preaching a certain way, you like it, invite them to come and preach at your church. You know, if somebody's singing a certain way and you like it, don't go try and sing like them. Invite them because God placed that gift in them for you to invite them for them to be able to use it. Because he knows how best they can use it. And I see what God is showing me in this room right now. He's here. And he's talking to many of you. You cannot play the drums, the piano, the guitar, and sing at the same time. You can't do that. Even though you might have a team around you, you're still a one-man show. Because you're taking things from people. Instead of letting them do it, instead of letting them play the piano, you pre-recorded the piano and you're trying to implement it into your event. But if you had that person there, God could have put an anointing on them while they were playing and they could have shifted the atmosphere in a way that you could not have. Or even the way that you pre-recorded what they already played many years ago. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do not copy do not try and take somebody else's ideas because you are going to see it collapse right in front of your face. You could pray all night if you want, but God didn't call you to be a David. You could pray all night if you want. You can train all night if you want, but you can't kill Goliath. Because it doesn't take Saul's armor to kill Goliath. It takes David's stone to kill Goliath. Okay, so that's the word of the Lord. I'm going to play this song, and I just want you to take time and really repent. I feel like there's a spirit of repentance here that is that people need to go into and just repent for the time that they copied other people. Uh, and really ask yourself, what is the root of it? Is it envy? Is it jealousy? Is it competition? Is it hatred? What is it? What, what is the root of it that, that you had to copy somebody else's idea and, and try to make it your own without even give, giving God credit or the, other, the person credit? What is it? And really ask God, Father, what is my, my blueprint? What is the blueprint that you're giving me? Open my book and tell me what you have me to do this season. Is there something I'm doing that I'm not supposed to be doing? Is that, are there people that I'm in alignment with that are not supposed to be in alignment with me? Are there leaders that are, you know, that are not supposed to be in my life because they have a heart a posture that is not of you or a soul mentality? What is it? You know, ask God to reveal if you are in any way in this position. And if you're somebody that has seen people take your ideas, what God is saying is that ask him to help you forgive. Ask him to help you relinquish it. Because I remember when... My ear is on fire because I remember when the that church took my idea and tried to run with it. What happened was that um, God God moved me out of the church, and I went to a different church and I went to their prayer meeting, and the prophet came up to me and said, "Hey, God saw what they did, and He said, forgive them. Vengeance belongs to Him.' It was hard for me to forgive them because that was the first time ever, that ever happened to me because I served that house. I was one of the prophets of that house. And 
and I really served the house. As a that was my first time being a prophet in a church, in you know as part of the prophetic team, in in the deliverance team of that place, and so it was very hurtful to see that what God has given me, they they try to steal it and not even help me or support me. And so it was hard for me to forgive them. But when the prophet came and told me, something broke off me and I forgave them. And that's when God literally collapsed their whole ministry. Like literally, he was, because I was holding, holding on to unforgiveness, he could not release vengeance. He could not release judgment, okay? So I had to give room for him. So I gave room for him by releasing forgiveness and let him release judgment. And he did. The whole, it was basically like a Tower of Babel. It was collapsed. That whole ministry collapsed. And they had to merge with a different ministry to sustain what God is, you know, what, 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 what was left after that. And, that. and I didn't even think that was ever going to, I was like, whoa. That is crazy. I, I, in my mind, I never thought that could ever happen to that ministry and that, and that church because it was a big, it was a good-sized church, and it, they were doing a lot. But God was angry of how they treated me, and he collapsed the church. And um, they had to merge with a different church and start over. Um, and that was a lesson that they learned you know, and the lesson that I learned myself, never ever to do what they did, because what I've seen God do, if I do something like that, I've seen the consequences, and I don't ever want to be in that position, and I will never be in that position, so, um, I, you know, that was a lesson to them, and that was a lesson to me, um, that I, I literally visualized, and I was like, whoa, that is crazy, you know, it doesn't matter how big your tower of Babel is. God is going to collapse it. He, he doesn't care how much money you spent, resources, people you brought on, how many years you've been doing it. He is going to collapse it if it's not him that is calling you to do it. Okay, if your heart posture is not right. So I want you to forgive. Okay, forgive. I feel like forgiveness is here right now. For you to do it, just say, God, I forgive that person, I forgive that leader, I forgive that peer, I forgive that, I forgive that friend, that family member. It could have been your family member or your business partner that ran away with an idea that you you had. You know, I forgive. And when you forgive, God knows how to vindicate you and redeem you. Okay, so that is the word of the Lord for today. Like I said, I have some questions that God wanted me to ask you all. I don't remember the questions, but if you if you wrote it down, if it's still in your heart, if you remember it, go and take this moment of worship and let God minister to you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will minister to each and every single person that is listening, that they will be able to receive from you, Lord, what it is that you want to tell them in this moment as they yield to you, Holy Spirit, for you to reveal the heart posture to you, uh, to them, and even reveal other people's heart posture, God, to them, so that they know if they are building the Tower of Babel, of or if they are building the Temple of the Lord, right? And so, just pray, pray right now, that, Lord, you will just release your fire, 
and your grace and your anointing in the room, Holy Ghost, meet them in their secret place. Let them see, hear, know, feel, discern. Give them wisdom. Give them understanding. It's in the name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. Me here on 
just want to invite everyone who's willing and everyone who's able to find a space for like both of your knees here if you're able let's find a space to kneel I hope that you took that time to really repent or forgive and uh, yield to God and he was able to talk to you and minister to your heart, okay, minister to you, your life, your purpose, your blueprint, whatever it is that the Holy Spirit said. Some of you, he might have given you Bible verses. He might, he might have given you mercy um, <clears throat> or healing or even said, hey, it's okay. I understand. Thank you for coming to me. You had that encounter with God. Um, so praise Jesus for that. Uh, before we go, I just wanted to um, read the Bible verses for this month of freedom, which is May. It says here, Acts 12, 5 to 17. It says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church and when herod was about to bring him out that night peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison remember the church was praying for him not against him you gotta catch that you gotta catch that all right now behold an angel of the lord stood by him and the light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And that's how your deliverance and your freedom is going to come. It's going to arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself, gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that was 
and, and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. He yielded. How did he yield? By agreeing with the angel, put it on his garment and following him. When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. That's what happens when you obey and you yield to what God is doing and telling you to do to receive your freedom. Things will miraculously happen. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, see, that's what you have to do. You have to come to yourself. There's a moment in deliverance and healing where you come to yourself. You finally, you finally become whole. You finally become free. You finally rediscover yourself. You finally gain a knowledge of who you are again, because what demons do and what strongholds and burdens and of God do is that it really uh, blinds you. Like how we see Paul, I mean Saul, at the road of Damascus, he had what? He was blinded, right? He was already spiritually blinded. But Jesus was trying to show him what has already happened to him in the realm of the spirit um, by making it happen in the natural when he blinded him. And so when you come to yourself, you receive your 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 vision. And that's what he did. He sent Ananias to go and restore his vision. And so he came to himself after his vision was restored. And so we see that Peter came to himself and uh, he said, no, I now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. And that's the thing is that you are going to say, now I know for certain it is the Lord that did it. And so that's what God is saying in this moment, that you are going to gain your freedom and it's going to arise quickly. Now, I want us to look at Luke 8, 43 to 48. It says here, And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately, somebody says, immediately. Somebody say, immediately. Immediately, her issue of blood stinched, meaning that immediately her issue of blood left. She became whole. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throned thee and pressed thee and said, thou who, are, who touched me? And Jesus said, somebody had touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, and that's the thing, you cannot hide from God when you want to get freedom. Freedom, you have to expose it to God when you want to get freedom. Freedom, you know, deliverance, freedom, it's not forced. It's something that you want to have. You have to want it. She came trembling and falling down. You have to unhide it. Before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. This is my favorite part. And he, he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. So that's what God is doing in the month of May. Go in peace. Your faith is going to heal you. Have faith. 
in this season. If it's your marriage, have faith that God is going to heal it. If it's your family, if it's generational curses, if it's your job, your finances, trust me. You can wake up with a 4K in your bank account. And God is the one that did it. I have seen it for myself. And God is the one that did it. I have seen my own bank account go from zero to 4K because God did it. I have seen God literally clear a whole loan off because God did it for me. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Okay? It could be your child. It could be a, a disease, an illness. It could be, you know, your, what, what God has called you to, to do. It could be your own self, your own personhood. It could be your past, your present, your future. Whatever it is that you need freedom for. If you don't know, ask God. I don't know why I see eggs, but he's showing me eggs right now. Um, ew, yes, thank you, Lord. It could be your womb. You want to have kids, right? You want to have kids because Mother's Day is coming, May 8th, right? It could be your womb. And so God want to heal that and give you a child, Hannah. So, Father, I pray right now, anyone that is desiring, and I know you showed me the eggs for a reason, anyone that is desiring to have children, I stand in my office as a prophet, and I pray, God, that you will touch your womb right now. I speak healing into you. I speak healing into your womb, your ovaries, all your, your, your membranes and all your, um, your components, every part of, your, of you that needs healing. Uh, even your um, your spinal cord, the, the fluid, your spinal fluid. I even pray your hormones. Yes, Lord. Hormonal imbalance. Be made well now. Be in alignment in Jesus' name. How God called you to function, you will function. And I pray that the children that God has assigned to you in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that God will release that child into your belly and you will birth those children that God has called you to birth. Every curse, every hex, every voodoo, every incartation, every limitation, every word of sabotage, every word that you agree to, we break it now. In the name of Jesus, and I pray that in the coming years, in the coming year, you will have your child. God did not show me the egg for no reason. You will give birth to your children, and you will say, just as Peter said, for I know that God is the one that sent the angel. I know that God is the one that did it. Okay, so I thank you. My ear is on fire because God is going to do it for you. Believe it right now. And God want me to share this uh, word that I give to somebody in the name of Jesus. I seal this prayer. It is done. It is so. Receive your healing. Receive your miracle child. Receive the baby that God has called you to have. Place your, your left hand. If you're a woman, place your left hand in, over your, your stomach. And just say, God, I receive the child that you want for me, the children that you want for me, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I did that because I felt fire in my left hand. And I want you to stand in, stand in faith and stand in agreement that it's done. It is done. It is done. Yes, it is. Amen. I remember I went to get my oil change. And when I sat there, the Lord told me to sit at a specific place. He told me to wait there. So I waited. And this, this lady came. And I'm giving you this prophetic word because I want to 
enlighten and strengthen your faith even the more. So she came and and there was a little section for children, for little kids, like a little table, a little chair. And the chair was out of position. Uh, even, I think it was either, either the chair or the carpet was out of position. And I'm somebody, I'm very anal about things being, being in the right place, in the right position. <laughs> anyway, so I saw that and God said, go fix it. And I obeyed and I went and fixed it. And the lady was looking at me and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just need to make sure it's just out of position. And we were both laughing because she could understand that I'm somebody who want to make sure that the carpet is straight, right? Because that's not my company. But I just wanted to make sure that it was straight. It was aligned. And we were both laughing. I said, oh, hey, do you have kids? And she's like, no, she's married. She doesn't have kids. And then God then said to me, prophesied to her that she's going to have children. And I saw an image of her uh, holding a baby, you know, in her hand. And I feel fire on my chest because when I prophesied that, she got comfort in her heart. She got, um, she felt the love of God in her heart that God sees her because she was like a Hannah at that time. And she, she, she needed the word from the Lord. And I said, hey, God is going to bless you with the child. And then the Lord showed me an image of her holding a baby, a girl, and then later on a boy. So she, she was going to have, two kids. I don't know her from anywhere, but God prophesied that and I believed it and she received it. And I know that God has already blessed her with those two children that he showed me. So God showed me those eggs because he wanted, and I feel fire in my hands because he wants to bless somebody here that needs a child. And you have been praying like Hannah has, and he hears your prayers and he's telling you right now that he wants to bless you to have kids and you're going to have them and it's going to be for his glory and he's the one that would do it not me not anybody but the lord and he has already done it expect it to happen all right so thank you so much for tuning into devoted today for the month of may prophetic word i did not come here to pray for babies at all but when i do come here i yield to god and he tells me what to pray what to say I didn't even remember, you know, that prophetic word that I gave to the person until God brought it back to me to ignite your faith, okay? So have a blessed month of May. Remember, it's a month of freedom. Miracles are happening. God is healing. God is doing the impossible this month. So expect it. Like I told you, God can restore whatever it is that you need restoration. And he can... uh, um, align and outline and do all that you need him to do that you have placed before him that you pray before him okay and if you need to renounce some things that you've you've agreed to in your heart renounce it because i remember there was a girl that i met at one of my conferences that i did uh and she came to my conference and the lord was telling me he wants to bless her with twins but all this time, she's been saying she doesn't want twins. She doesn't want twins. She's been telling her husband. And I'm like, you are disagreeing with what God want to do. God is a God of agreement. He wants you to agree with what he wants to do. So I told her to renounce it. Renounce that she doesn't want twins. But instead, say, I want twins. Lord, I want twins. If you want it for me, I want it. And when she, she, she said that, you know, she felt peace. She didn't want twins because it, she said it was too much work. But God wanted to bless her with two kids instead of one that she wanted. Because he knows why he wants to bless her with two kids. 
Okay, so whatever agreement that you've made, you know, old covenant agreement, contract that you've made in your heart, in your mind, renounce it and agree with God. Let, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. If God want to bless you with five kids, let it happen. He knows how to help you raise those five kids. He doesn't give you more than you can bear, right? If God want to give you one child, let him do it. Whatever, however he wants to do it, he is going to do it. If you already have kids, I, I feel like I need to say this. Somebody that's listening, you, you already have kids, and God is telling you to go and adopt somebody else's child um, that needs to be adopted. Listen, this is your confirmation. God wants you to adopt that child, okay? So ask him how to do it, how to go about it. He will give you grace and provision and resources to make it happen. All right, so blessings to you all. Receive your complete, infinite, finite freedom. If you don't know what it is you need freedom from, ask the Holy Spirit. He will bring it back into your remembrance and he will tell you as you yield in worship and in prayer and in the word of God. Remember that Jesus loves you. God is with you and the Holy Spirit is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Go forth and make disciples. Go forth and release the word of God. Go forth and be a vessel in the earth. Bring heaven to earth this month. Have a blessed day. Love you all. Share it with your friends, your family. This is a word from the Lord and I've got a lot of confirmations and even in my own life. I've got a lot of confirmations from the Lord. So I just thank God for restoration, for blessing me, immediately seeing those blessings. Amen. Love you. Talk later.